This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by a brilliant spine surgeon, Dr. Richard Wones. But more than a spine surgeon, we're going to talk today about a special project and a special love that he's had. He's founded something called the Nepal Spine Foundation, and he's been doing surgery for a very long time, uh, voluntarily, as sort of a mission-type effort, uh, a life mission-type effort in Nepal. We're going to talk about the Nepal, about his career, about the Nepal Spine Foundation, and a little bit more. Richard, Dr. Wones, can you tell us a little bit about the Nepal Spine Foundation, and also about your practice and career? Sure. So um, I've been a neurosurgeon for a long time, uh, and particularly uh, a spine surgeon uh, for a long time, and always wanted to do uh, volunteer work abroad besides running just uh, a busy practice here in the Washington State area. Um, My love for Nepal brought me to uh, an opportunity to volunteer in Nepal uh, about nine years ago. My, my love for Nepal began in the early phases of my professional career uh, because of my avocational interest in climbing and trekking. I was going over to Nepal and um, other areas of the Himalayas every year almost uh, for various expeditions and trekking. And I, I had a great time. The people were wonderful. And my focus was the mountains, but the people were a major, major plus for the whole experience. And so as time went on, I decided that I have to give back something to those wonderful people over there. And I, I asked the head of the Foundation for International Education and Neurosurgery, uh, who at the time was Merwin Bagan, where were there any positions anywhere in the world where I could volunteer and he offered um, a variety of locations and one of them was Kathmandu, Nepal and I said that's where I want to go and uh, the good news was that he had actually founded the program for residents in in neurosurgery in Kathmandu back in the 90s so he was very happy to position me to go to Nepal and, and teach and, and, and learn um, in 2013. And I've made it an annual pilgrimage since then and uh, have brought other neurosurgeons and medical device company people with me, some nurses, some PAs in addition. And it's become a, a major, major production uh, with volunteers, devices being brought over for donation, a lot of teaching, a lot of surgery, and uh, a, just a great relationship with the neurosurgeons at the Tribhuvan University Teaching Hospital in Kathmandu. And because of all these efforts, I really um, decided just last year, we have to formalize this beyond just a an informal program of bringing people over and going over and teaching and doing surgeries and getting donations. So I, I founded the Nepal Spine, Spine Foundation last year, 501c3, not-for-profit, and I have a board, and we are now officially uh, doing business as volunteer work. 
And that has become a fantastic enterprise with great people involved, not only in in uh, the Tribovan Teaching Hospital, but but over here, more and more people interested in joining us uh, because of these uh, formal now relationships we have, plus the not-for-profit status. So, in a nutshell, that's that's what's going on, Scott. So, Dr. Wallen, you do so many interesting things. It, it, take a moment. I want to I want to talk more about the Nepal Spine Foundation and what the goals are. And then I also want to talk about the Masma Spine Institute that you run every year as well. I mean, people don't know you. You've climbed, I think, seven of the largest peaks in the world. You're a, a you know, a nth degree black belt. You're a great, uh, but you're also the organizer of this brilliant spine conference. Uh, You've done surgery all over the world. Talk a bit about the goals for the Nepal Spine Foundation. What are the goals you have for it? And then tell us a little bit about the Masma Spine Institute, too. Sure. So the Nepal Spine Foundation has uh, two distinct goals. One is to help train more neurosurgeons for Nepal. Right now, there's about 30 million people in Nepal and only 100 neurosurgeons which is a shortage if you use the number one to 100,000 for the proper ratio of neurosurgeons per capita. So right now it's one to 300,000 and they need more neurosurgeons. They need them to be well-trained. So one of the goals of our foundation is to help with the training of additional neurosurgeons to provide care to the people in Nepal who need neurosurgical care. That's uh, an, an additional 200 neurosurgeons that need to be trained in the next number of years to reach the proper ratio to provide the adequate care necessary. Then the second goal is uh, to help treat indigent patients that otherwise might not get the type of spine care that they need. And it's not just because of numbers. It's not just because of lack of neurosurgeons. It's also because in, in Nepal, it, it's a resource-constrained nation, and the hospital where we're working, the Tribhuvan University Teaching Hospital, which let's abbreviate as T-U-T-H, tooth, from now on, so we don't have a mouthful each time. Um, so tooth is a government hospital. It provides beds to needy patients at a rate of about $2 per day. And for those who have no money, They'll, they'll get beds. Um, so the problem is that they need sophisticated spine surgery with implants. Implants cost a lot of money, and the government really doesn't subsidize uh, all the instruments or maybe even any of the instrumentation that's, that's needed for the surgeries. So we're providing instrumentation, medical implants, instruments, all the things that are needed for for uh, typical spinal fusions, artificial discs, and minimally invasive surgeries, et cetera. So we're bringing over equipment, uh, particularly implants uh, that have been donated by the, the big medical device companies here in the U.S. And that's our second mission is to help care for needy patients by uh, giving them the implants and the surgical equipment that's necessary to do their surgeries and also making sure that they have access to technology if technology is, is uh, lacking for their particular needs. So those two goals are the main 
focus, uh, foci, if you will, of, of the Nepal Spine Foundation. Phenomenal. And talk about the conference you organized. You've been doing it, I think, for 15, 20 years now, the Mazama Spine Institute. Talk about that and what some of the goals are. Because people come from all over the world to sort of the, the, the mountains in the state of Washington for the Spine Institute. But talk a little bit about that, how you got inspired to start it, and, and a little bit more there. Right. So uh, the Mazama Spine Summit uh, was started about 19 years ago in north central washington like you said in the mountains of of our beautiful state and it was um uh, an idea that i came up with kind of as a think tank for uh cutting edge spine surgeons to be able to get together in an informal setting and uh, teach each other things listen to each other's latest greatest approaches to complex spine problems we taught each other we learned from each other and then we opened it up to more attendees, and the, the focus uh, extended from just uh, spine surgery. And particularly, uh, as you know, my, my passion being outpatient spine surgery and minimally invasive spine surgery, we extended it out and, and went to um, industry. We went to uh, legal uh, colleagues, and we said, we want to also talk about how do you start up a spinal device company? How do you do medical legal work related to spine? How do you put this all together and have it as a vibrant uh, nexus of, of people from different walks of life, all working to the same goal of making it better for people in need of, of spine care? So it became, as I said, a, um, not just a think tank, but a meeting of minds of people who were neurosurgeons, orthopedic spine surgeons, doing cutting edge outpatient minimally invasive surgeries uh, with new enabling technologies, um, which now you know go to the uh, robotic side of things, the the optical imaging side of things. Uh, we've done neuronavigational uh, seminars, and then the medical legal. We've done moot courts, teaching people. How do you deal um, on both sides of the equation with a medical malpractice claim? How do you deal with a personal injury case? How do you work with lawyers teaching, teaching spine surgeons how to do this? Because it's very foreign to most spine surgeons not being trained in any way whatsoever uh, in residency or even on the job on, on how to interface properly with the legal world. And then, um, being very interested in intellectual property and patent litigation, um, I wanted to also bring in uh, people in the medical device world, patent attorneys, and innovators uh, to talk about how do you do this? If you have an idea, what do you do? Who do you talk to? How do you raise money? I brought in venture capitalists to give lectures, and it's it's become... Uh, a lot of people's favorite meeting because it's remained um, small enough so you get to know everybody that that goes to the meeting. It's now anywhere between 100 and 150 people. Started out just 20 uh, spine surgeons only, and now, as I mentioned, we have all kinds of attendees, and it's a, a very vibrant group of people. Um, we've had 
uh, fabulous keynote speakers. That's one of the visions I have for this meeting is that we have to step out of our comfort zone and hear what somebody else might be doing in some totally other walk of life. So I've, I've had people who have been explorers in the North and South Poles. Uh, I had the first American who ascended uh, K2. I've had uh, Everest climbers, one of whom discovered uh, the British 1924 climber Mallory, discovered his body on, on Everest. We've had uh, fabulous photographers. We've had numerous other people giving talks on, on very interesting things outside of the realm of just spine surgery and the related subjects that I mentioned. And it's, it's also uh, a time uh, for at least the first 16 years where we could cross-country ski together, uh, taste some wine together, and do really good science and law and, and, and uh, business and everything else that we do. Lately, um, uh, with the pandemic and everything, we, we moved it around. We did our first uh, summer meeting last summer, and we're doing a, a May uh, time meeting this year. And we're going to explore how that works a couple years worth of summer meetings, see if people like that, um, having done the cross-country ski, heart of the winter sort of experience uh, in, in the mountains of Washington. Uh, so this year, we'll, we'll see how that goes, but so far, so good. But just, just magnificent. I've had a chance to attend the meeting a couple times. Just a wonderful, wonderful meeting, and people could learn more about that through Dr. Wones at the Mazama Spine Institute. So, so Dr. Wones, one more question. You've done, I, I know, Harvard Medical School. You're a lawyer as well, but you really practice medicine. But you've done so many interesting things. I know you, you, you've climbed peaks. You've you know, founded the Nepal Spine Foundation, done surgery, saved lives in Nepal. What do you, when, if you were to rank, and, and it's an unfair question, but I'm going to ask it anyways. You don't have to answer. You could, you could sort of work around it however you'd like to. But if you were to sort of rank the top three to five things that you've, because you've done so many interesting things, what, what comes to your mind when you think about what are the most interesting things that you've done? What, is, what has been, you know, what's right up there in terms of the most interesting things that you've, you've not accomplished, but done, but been a part of? Well, um, life is, is a great experience. And um, my, my philosophy has always been uh, open as many doors as possible. Uh, don't be a dilettante, but be an expert, but open, open a lot of doors and do a lot of different things and do them thematically so that they all complement each other and synergistically enhance each other. So with medicine, uh, topping it off with business school and law school and interest in climbing and uh, an interest in giving back to people. I, I think that the, the most gratifying thing uh, is now being able to deliver the goods to a resource-constrained resource population just as if they were patients here in Washington State. So bringing technology and people and, and uh, medical devices to people that would never, ever been able to get things like this has been extremely gratifying, making a difference. You know, we had one patient last year that hadn't walked in nine months because of tuberculosis of the spine, and we were able to bring the implants needed 
to uh, fuse her after we decompressed her and she was able to walk within a few weeks and to see her uh, they sent me a video of her after we flew back to the US with her family and otherwise she would have had you know a horrible end of life story in her in her 30s and we were able to get her walking again and get her to be part of the family and the community again that was that was incredible so that sort of story has occurred numerous times with uh, the exposure to people in real need in in Nepal, and that that's been great. Now, I, you know, I love taking care of patients in Washington because there's people equally in need, but it's not like they couldn't get it elsewhere. Whereas in, in Nepal, this is really a life-changing uh, kind of one-off opportunity for some of these folks to be able to get the type of care that, that we're helping provide. The, the doctors over there are excellent and they can do all kinds of things, but they're resource constrained also. So working together with them, uh, it's a great combination. And, and that really is, is, a, is a highlight of my professional career. But that being said, you know, I think um, the, the big picture is never, never stopping um, learning, giving back, working, just, you know, there's a lot of stuff to be done and to continually do good things and, and be able to put all your resources together and muster additional resources when necessary to get whatever job done, to run a good conference in Mazama, to do, you know, special surgeries in Nepal. You know, I was luckily part of a couple of big expeditions, like you mentioned. I, I was able to do an appendectomy on a patient that otherwise would have died in, in the mountains, uh, you know, the Karakoram mountain range right near K2. He would have died. And, and um, I had brought all kinds of surgical equipment thinking, oh, this could happen. Well, it did. And I was able to operate on him on the side of a glacial river up under K2 and saved his life. And those kind of things you just never forget. And that's, again, a combination of medical career, love of travel, love of climbing, being prepared for things, never thinking that things are impossible. So I, I don't know if I answered your question adequately, Scott, but um, that it's just a passion for life. But no, phenomenal. Let me ask you another question. If people want to donate or make a small donation to the Nepal Spine Foundation, is there a way to do that, that people could make a donation to the Nepal Spine Foundation? Yeah, so kind of you to mention that. We have a website, um, which is nepalspinefoundation.com, and there's a donate button on there, and people can make uh, donations. They can see what we're doing. There's a lot of great pictures. There's a video of of our efforts that show our values. And uh, there's even a great opportunity this year, we're running a fundraising trek to Everest Base Camp. And we're gonna do it in November, about the time we're going there for our next volunteer trip. And we're gonna run the trip to the base camp for uh, donors who are interested in having the experience of seeing Everest and making a small donation to the Nepal Spine Foundation. After the trek, they'll be invited to the tooth 
hospital for a tour, meet the neurosurgeons, etc. Just wonderful. Dr. Wounds, I want to thank you for joining us again on the Becker Healthcare Podcast. What you do is fascinating. What you do, we're grateful for just a, a tremendous contribution. Thank you for spending time with us today and talking about the Nepal Spine Foundation, about the Mazma Spine Institute, just magnificent endeavors. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Scott, for the opportunity, and always great to talk to you.